0: Hello. What is going on people? Welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. In this much much requested episode, I'm going to talk about Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. You know Matthew McConaughey from being one of the best-looking men on earth and lots of films that he's been in. The favorite films he've been in of mine, Dallas Buyers Club, Mud, and He was only in it for a little bit, but Wolf of Wall Street, because that was such a big part in the film, that home, home, you know, you know the one anyway. So yeah, Matthew McConaughey, he wrote a book. I don't think he had a ghostwriter. I think he genuinely wrote this book, and I think he did quite a good job of it. But I'm going to get into the book in one moment. Let's firstly talk about adverts. Firstly, the, and the most important one, is A Need to Read is now on Patreon. Patreon is a platform in which you can support me as a creator. Now, I'm not going to ask for money for free for me not to give you anything back. So I've created the book gang again, which is a book club, but it's just far more interesting because it has the word ganging it. It means on there, there's a couple different levels. One, you'll get bonus episodes, which unfortunately they won't be touching this, Spotify or Apple. They'll be solely for Patreon and for people that really want to support me. For people that do want to support me, you're helping fund all of the things that I do creatively. And I appreciate that so much. For those that have joined already, thank you so much for putting your trust in me. I'm going to make this Patreon well worth the money and more. And I'm so excited to do so. On there you get live Q&As, bonus episodes, the topics of which will be chosen by you, the patrons of the podcast. And I'll do random live Q&As as well. I don't tend to do lives on Instagram, I just think doing it on a Patreon where I can get a bit more of a intimate, easy connection with people to chat about things. Messages can be sent to me on there, which are probably far more likely to answer than I am on Instagram. Because I get not hundreds of messages a day, but far too many for me to keep up with. And I just think it's a nice thing to do. I'm really excited for it. If you want to have a look at it, head to Patreon dot com forward slash a need to read and check out the different tiers and see if one is right for you and if you do thank you so much for putting your trust in me in terms of being able to deliver some good content for you secondly and before we get into the episode this podcast is sponsored by better help so you know when you're feeling anxious or you're feeling depressed and for those that don't ever feel like that fair play to you fantastic news and i do hope you never have to but a lot of people nowadays They're feeling the anxiety, they're feeling the depression sneaking in and sometimes you're chatting to your friends about it and you get the worst advice possible. Oh, just cheer up, mate. Oh, did you know that there are children starving in Africa? And it's not helpful advice. And I tell you who will give you helpful advice is a therapist and they'll actually listen to you and take on board what you're saying and ask you those questions that make you come to the realisation yourself, which is a great thing to do, by the way, of where things are going wrong and how you can get yourself back on course to feeling better. So BetterHelp will provide that service for you. It's an online therapy service. It's worldwide. And you'll be connected with a therapist within 48 hours of buying it because it's obviously, it's not free. But funny thing is, on that subject, you get 10% off with uh, being a listener to this podcast. So you head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read And that is 10% off your first month. If you feel like the time is right for you to do therapy, just go for it. The decisions that I've made in my life where I've just gone for it, and especially with therapy where I didn't think about it too much or talk myself out of it, have been the best decisions of my life. And therapy is well up there with the best decisions of my life. Up there with like starting ukulele and starting reading, starting jiu-jitsu. All have had a huge impact on my life. But let's get into it. This podcast is about green lights it's not about therapy but we are going to chat about journaling as well and a little bit of one of my new favorite books for your mindset but let's just start with matthew mcconaughey's book he didn't actually start out as an actor he wasn't like one of those disney kids who was in disney kids programs he started off in school like a normal person Granted, it did sound like his school life was slightly easier than most, as he won the most handsome in his class, sounded like he got any girl that he wanted, sounded like really a bit of a Billy Big bollocks at school. And it wasn't a particularly challenging time for him, is what he kind of went through in the book. Obviously, just because you're good looking doesn't make your life easy. But I think he's always had this kind of attitude towards life that comes through in the book that he just looks for and i'm going to plug the title here green lights times where you're just like oh things are a bit easy for me let's just shoot this way things are going in the right path now as with many autobiographies or biographies you have to take some of the stuff with a pinch of salt and one of the things that made me question the whole book was the fact that he said that when he was 12 he spent a summer making a treehouse now that that's pretty believable i'm sure living in texas in the summer what else are you gonna do you probably play with guns um or build tree houses now the bit that i take issue with here is that he says he built his treehouse 13 stories high by the end of summer and that when he climbed to the top he could see the curvature of the earth Now, if I'm honest, Mr. Matthew McConaughey, I do call bullshit on that. 13 stories is an awful long way. If you think about it, when you go into like a town centre and you see like a hotel that's maybe seven or eight stories, like that's really, really high. 13 stories is an awful, awful long way up. So I would take some of what he says with a pinch of salt. Another thing that he said with a pinch of salt, and I'm not going to ruin bits of the book for you, but his dad does die. You could have Googled that. He says that his dad died whilst he was having sex when he climaxed. Really? I mean, probably not. But does it make it for a good story? I don't even think so. It's just just so out there that it's probably unbelievable. But I think it, here's the thing is when you give someone time to tell a story, you give them over their whole life, his memory, he might genuinely believe that like he built that um, treehouse 13 stories high because someone told of it and your your memories get get altered over time to fit the narrative that you want them to. And it's kind of similar like when you've got anxiety, like the stories that you tell yourself, you use them to serve the story that you want to be told so just go careful what you believe especially when you listen to your thoughts and especially if you're going to read green lights be very careful believe in it all most of it i would say is pretty bang on but those two things i just had to be like look come on mate like the book's going to be good regardless of whether you lie or not and unfortunately i feel like he did he did lie When there's little bits that I've written down here and I'm going to jump across them. So obviously his school life we've spoken about, that was quite easy. He lied about building a 13-story tree house. When he was 18, he moved to Australia um, as a transfer for his school. And this is when he started journaling loads. And obviously journaling is such a good habit to get into because, I mean, let's just face it. Imagine if you, by some chance become a Hollywood actor and you want to write a book in your 50s or 60s to tell everyone about your life, it's going to be a lot more difficult and a lot more full of shit if you're not journaling and taking note of what's happening in your life. I always push it, but just start journaling now. And I'll talk at the end of the episode about how journaling can help. But this Australia trip for Matthews, he went to the middle of absolutely fuck nowhere in Australia with a really weird family who at one stage tried to make him kiss one of the aunts in the family and like he was an 18 year old kid it was a bit weird the story that he told and it was at this point he kind of withdrew from everything he didn't go to the school there he started getting odd jobs and he just started introspecting and, and journaling and meditating became like a vegetarian he was doing loads of of calisthenics like i think when you spend a lot of time with yourself of course you get to know yourself a bit better and although in the book he describes it as quite a difficult time i think it was a time where he learned the most and i would definitely say so like when i moved to australia that was one of the more lonely times of my life because of course i'm on the other side of the world um being here in bali There's definitely been times um, that I've felt lonely, but reaching for things like journaling and meditation and reading have really helped me feel not like I'm alone because I'm definitely not alone. I live with Siobhan, I go to Jiu Jitsu, I see people all the time, but of course not around family, not around the friends that I've had for a long time. And it definitely makes you as a person, I think my sort of growth that I've been through over the last few months of being here, it's been priceless. And I think Matthew McGonaughey takes a strong case throughout the book for travel and going places on your own and knowing that whatever you've left at home will pretty much always be there for you when you go back. Because I think that's one thing that does stop people when it comes to going away. They're worried that they're leaving a life behind that they won't be able to go back to. When I was worried about going travelling, when I was worried about going to Australia, I was speaking to my therapist. I was like, oh, what if I don't like it? What if I want to come back? She was like, who do you think is going to be upset if you come back? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, probably no one. Like, no one's going to really judge you for coming back. And if they do judge you, it's not going to be for long. So um, I know it's difficult at the moment because the world's all shut up, but... There'll be a time when we can all travel again and we can all go to different places. And just know that like you're, you're not that important in the grand scheme of things and you'll always be able to go back, which will be great. I just want to kind of push people in towards that mindset. Like Matthew McConaughey took time out of his career at different stages to just go to like Brazil for six weeks or go to Africa for six or seven weeks. To just follow a dream that he had. And not enough people were doing that in life. Following a dream or taking a step towards something that they want through fear of judgment if they come back or or not liking it. It's like you're never going to know if you don't try. Imagine you get to the end of your life and it isn't just lights out and you have to look back on your life. And you have to be like, oh bollocks, I didn't go to that place when I was younger like that'll be annoying it's it's worth thinking about I know the world's shut at the moment but if you can get yourself prepped in the right mindset for when it's not then you can be making some great decisions going forward as I was saying that I was just bitten by a mosquito on my foot and I just saw it happen and it is very very itchy that is an occupational hazard of recording a podcast at 8pm on a Saturday night in Bali. But we move. Great parts about the book. Matthew McConaughey's philosophy on life is brilliant. And he writes poetry. And he, he just enters into his journal just like different thoughts and in different ways. And it's beautiful, honestly. I've started writing poetry since reading that book because look books can encourage you to do all kinds of weird things you would never have imagined yourself doing and I've picked up poetry because I thought you know what that's a really nice way of expressing myself my poems might be absolute shite and in fact I can tell you that they pretty much all are but it's worth doing just to try it like if I think of something I can rhyme it a couple times or put it into like a flowy couple sentences then That's the kind of thing that I want to be creating in my life is expression through writing. And it might not be for everyone, but just remember a couple of years ago, you couldn't have paid me to pick up a pen. So you never know if you do not try. That is a very important thing to remember once again. The main sort of philosophy that he had that he kind of picked up from his dad, and I'm going to quote the book here. He says, I'm not perfect. I step in shit all the time, but recognise when I do. I've learned how to scrape it off my boots and carry on. Which I don't think enough people are doing. When you do something wrong, this is like my favourite quote from Aldous Huxley, rolling in the muck is not the best way of getting clean. When you do something wrong, own up to it, have integrity forgive yourself, allow others to forgive you and move on because you're not doing anyone any favours by thinking about it all the time and just being upset about it. So if you do step in shit, get the hose out, wipe off your boots or your trainers or your flip-flops, whatever you're wearing that day and just get on with it. You can do it, it just takes work to forgive yourself and that's where journaling comes in you can write out a logical process of sort of why you feel that way how things can be better if it really matters and you just take the time to process stuff and then you get to scrape it off and then you get to carry on now he also believes in like the universe i think he's religious i think he's christian Um, but he says that everything we do in life is part of a plan And obviously the sun plans just don't go as intended. Um, And realising that is a green light in itself. And obviously he talks about green lights all the way through the book. But just understanding that life won't always go to plan is a super helpful thing. And so like we all know this. These are all cliches. Like, Oh, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to. Everyone knows that. But sometimes you just need a reminder. And I think a lot of the things in books is is stuff that you already know you already know it's the right thing to do you just need it reinforced every now and then that's why it's good to revisit books that you really really loved like i revisited the subtle art of not giving a fuck loads of times and i'll probably do it again in the future when i just need a bit of a reset or a recalibration of my bearings i just listen to it again I've never actually read it. And that's an interesting thing. I've never actually read the Stuttle like, Art. I've listened to it about four times. And maybe I'll read it and I'll, I'll take a different view of it. So tip number I don't know what of this podcast is revisit old books with fresh eyes. And you might just find something new that will firstly it will obviously reinforce what you learned the first time, which is always good for a reset. And secondly, you might just see something new, a new lesson. Because books are jam packed full of lessons. You only ever take 10 probably maximum per book. So when you come at it again, you might take another, you might take same, five of the same and then five completely different. Now, other parts in Green Lights that I really liked less impress, impressed, more involved. When you become too concerned with who you are your status your role in society in life in the life of others this when your ego kicks in and ego is honestly it's the death of so many people because they don't even realize it but they think so highly of themselves and there's a difference between ego and self-esteem self-esteem is like a deep sense of self-worth and knowing what you're worth. Ego is that bastard that tells you you're better than other people. That people don't deserve to spend time with you. Um, and it, it is a bastard. It takes a long time to get rid of your ego. I used to have quite a big one. I think I had a, a large ego and very low self-esteem. Whereas now I do not have much of an ego, but I have a lot more self-esteem and just like a deep sense that I'm sort of okay. And it, it takes time to work that out. But I think what Matthew McConaughey's is saying there when he says, less impressed, more involved, is that you are doing things in your life as opposed to just sitting back and saying oh look what I've done and whether that is spending time with your family or doing things to serve your career or just to serve yourself in terms of like becoming a better person there's no point reading one book and being like oh, I'm a finished product now good luck to everyone else because I'm perfect I think there has to be a sense that like there's continuous improvement to be had And that you have to work for it and you have to be involved in the work. Now, there are, of course, loads of brilliant parts of Green Lights, And I honestly think it was probably one of the best books I've read so far this year. Um, Which sounds like a... It doesn't sound like a big statement, but I think I've read 15 or 16 books now this year. And it's right up there. I read it. I didn't listen to it on Audible. I think on Audible it's read, obviously, by him. And he's got a hell of a voice. But I just want to say in terms of like his dedication to like being an actor and and to his work, it didn't come easy for him. Like life did seem to look easy from the outside in when he was younger. But he was still, he came from a home where his parents used to beat each other up. His dad challenged all him and his brothers to a fight to see if they were going to be men as it were, like a proper toxic masculinity kind of household. And he spent a lot of time, he lived in a caravan after a couple of films. But he wasn't just living straight in the Hollywood Hills, like straight away. It wasn't an easy route to the top, but he searched out for those green lights that he talks about. And that's really, really important, is sometimes life will give you a sign. A lot of people ignore those signs and just let them pass like Stephen Pressfield was talking about in the previous episode of, on this podcast. But Matthew McConaughey seemed to be able to take those signs from the universe and then point himself in the right direction, which is a skill in itself is being able to recognise the the whole green lights thing. He is a hell of a bloke, if I'm honest. It doesn't seem like he had anything like bad press go on, which of course is difficult to avoid when you're that rich and famous. I think obviously he was a bit of a bachelor, a bit of a Jack the Lad to begin with, but he's now settled down, a family man, has a load of land in Texas and just seems to be like a nice, strong, like a strong Christian man there, but like a good family man. And I like him even more now after I've read his book. I think everyone should read it and of course you don't have to read it right away but you've got a long life ahead of you so stick it on your to read list because it's such a strong case for journaling and travel and sort of letting people know that you're never actually stuck and that of course success or your purpose or meaning in life doesn't just come around straight away you have to look for opportunities and they'll present themselves at the right time and it's then about taking those opportunities those green lights like it's spoken about now that's enough on green lights it's a good book i think i think i'd ruin certain parts for you but there are loads and loads of interesting stories from his life i don't think you can have a life in hollywood and not have some interesting stories to tell but i think his is a little bit different to most actors or lady actors or actresses i don't even know anymore he's he's had it different he's done different things hes he's gone on a different path and it's re, it's really cool to read that and listen to it if you want to listen to it because i mean he's probably a hell of a narrator let's talk about journaling journaling is one of those habits it's non-negotiable for me, so every morning I'll journal. Sometimes I do it in the evening if I feel like it. But the morning is the one where I do it straight away. I'll try and do it before I go on my phone. And if I don't do it, I feel a little bit off. It can really be as simple as writing down answers to questions in your journal. Like, what are you grateful for today? So for example, today I was grateful for Winnie the dog. And I was grateful for... Siobhan and the friendship that we've sort of developed since I've been in Bali because we did a podcast yesterday and it was it was good it was nice to chat with her and sometimes I'm just grateful that the sun will come out or sometimes you can even be grateful for the rain practicing gratitude is probably one of the key things in terms of living a happy life because sometimes it's really really fucking difficult to be grateful for things and you have to force it and you have to really think about What it is that makes you feel lucky to be here. Lucky to be given the existence that you're given. So gratitude is a key thing. Two or three things to begin with. And just know you're not going to be writing paragraphs straight away. I think you get into your flow of writing after maybe like six months. I didn't get into one for a while. I remember when I used to write down what I was grateful for. It'd be one word answers. Like the dog, friends, family roof overhead but the more specific you get the better you feel on the inside like that real sense of inner peace and you can ask yourselves other questions in the journal like okay what am i looking forward to today of course that then sets you in the right direction what what are you looking forward to today there's got to be something every day because that's what gets you out of bed It might even be, I'm looking forward to my cup of tea on my lunch break where I can sit down and chill out. Or I'm looking forward to picking up my book and escaping for 10-15 minutes. And then flip it at the end of the day, like, oh, what went well today? And what could improve? I, I usually don't focus on what I could improve until the end of the week. Like on Sunday, I'll do a reflection, like, okay, what went well this week? What didn't go so well? where in my life needs attention so that I can be better. And all of this stuff with journaling, it just keeps you on track. I got a question the other day in a question box from someone that was like, oh, how do you maintain happiness when you've got it? And the thing is, you don't. You just always do the same stuff regardless of whether you're happy or sad things that make you happy on days that you're happy might not make you happy on days that you're sad but it's important that you do them anyway just in case and maintaining happiness becomes a bit of a paradox because you can't always be happy and if you'll always be happy it wouldn't be happiness it would just be a general state of content which is not a bad thing but as cliche as it is you can't have the good without the bad so doing things like journaling is a really key thing in terms of maintaining happiness said loosely because you get to write down your feelings every day and process things and understand okay what went well today oh nothing went well today I was really annoyed about this this is this, this and then you all of a sudden get to understand what didn't go well and then if you're having a day that's not going well again you know what didn't go well last time so you try and f- switch it up which then gets your happiness back whether that's for an hour or whether that's for just 15 minutes it's still back for a bit other good questions you can ask yourself and and I cannot stress this enough, is at the end of the week, write down your weekly screen time on paper. It's all well and good looking at it on a phone, but when you write it down on paper, it all of a sudden becomes very, very real. And when you write down your average daily screen time, times it by 365, you're not going to like what you see. And it brings awareness to the fact that you probably need to get off your phone and read a little bit more. Before I close this podcast off, I'll go into journaling again another day, but I just want to stress the importance of it in terms of just keeping you on a level and helping you when you're not on the level that you want to be. It talks about a book called Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield is the author that I spoke in to on episode 76 of this podcast, one of the wisest men I've ever spoken to, and I honestly couldn't recommend this book enough to people. Turning Pro. Being a professional is not about your job, it's not about your career, it's about your sense of meaning and what you want to contribute to the world. If anything, you might not want to contribute a damn thing, but if you do, if you want to create, if you want to be an artist, if you want to create content online, if you want to be the best whatever it is you think is worth doing then read turning pro i think it's probably one of the best books for your mindset that is out there and it's very very easy to read it's very short chapters stephen pressfield's got quite a brash writing style he's very to the point very succinct and he's not afraid to throw in a few swear words or be honest about his lived experience in life which is invaluable because you know what I'm like. I think everyone's full of shit. So having spoken to that man. He is not at all. He is honest. And that is a beautiful thing. For someone to be. And I think we can all aspire to be a little bit more like that. So Turning Pro will be there for. Anyone that considers themselves a creative. Or thinks that they might just have a creative calling. That they haven't been able to tap into. Just yet. So to wrap it up. Green Lights is a great book. I mean it didn't. Blow my mind, but I do think everyone should have a read of it at some stage. And if you're not interested in Matthew McConaughey at all, find someone that you are interested in and read their biography or autobiography, because you'll see that there are habits in their life that you might want to adopt because you respect them as a person. And it's important to do that because it's nice to have people to look up to. Can't always look up to your mum and dad or your friends or people around you or your boss. Look up to some celebrities. Maybe not the Kardashians, even though, shout out Kim Kardashian, because she's done a lot for um, people of colour in America. I know she gets a lot of bad press, but she has. Look up to someone, read their book, find out what they did, what worked for them, and then trial and error until you find out what works for you. And the only way you're going to do that, you can look at interviews as much as you like, but it's sitting down, reading or listening to it and giving yourself time to process what it is. So that is the end of the book review. I'd give it probably a five stars. I'm being maybe slightly generous there, but I will give it five stars. It was good. End of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I can't stress enough how appreciative I am of everyone that listens to the podcast and is getting into reading. The world's going to be a better place, one book at a time. And if you'd like to read some books with me and join the book gang, from the 1st of March, it's the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. You can get that book for free on the internet if you just type in Almanac of Naval Ravikant. So you you don't even have to buy a book and you can be part of it. It's the price of a fancy coffee. So if you're sitting there and you think you saw me in Starbucks and you'd be like, oh, I'd well get him a vanilla frappuccino, then join the Patreon. Support the podcast, support the work that I do, I'd appreciate it. You'll appreciate all the extra content that you're going to get and everyone's a winner. Other things to note is BetterHelp. For those that need therapy, just please take the plunge. You'll thank yourself for it. It's never going to be a waste of money. BetterHelp.com forward slash a need to read and that's 10% off your first month. But in the description of this episode or in my bio on Instagram, you'll find all of the links for everything you ever need. Apart from a time traveling machine, I was just thinking about what I would like, and I would definitely like a time traveling machine. It'd be well cool to see what the future's like. But it's also pretty good to just see what now's like, if you get what I mean. Way, way off topic there. Thank you so much for listening. You're all absolute legends. Love you. Bye.